Welcome to the world of culture pop with Steve Mason and Sue Kalinsky. Culture, comedy, movies, TV, tech, authors, trends, pop, pop. This is the Culture Pop Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Culture Pop Podcast. I'm Steve Mason along with Sue Kalinsky. Sue, you're looking great. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. I am yeah. actually feeling good too. I am coming off of like the worst cold I have had in years and years. I thought it might be COVID. I ended up getting tested like three times to find out that it wasn't COVID. It was just a really bad cold, but right on the verge of pneumonia. And I was telling people, it's like I was little kid sick. You know, like the little kid sick when you're when you're little and uh, and your mom's taking care of you and all that stuff. Um, it was It was that bad. Yeah. Well, you get the best sleep in the world when your kid's sick. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You go into this like delirium of dreams and and sweats and plus I had the codeine cough syrup. I had the NyQuil. Yeah. You you scared me because I woke up and I guess it was like eight o'clock. I wake up and I get a text from you telling me that you think you may have COVID and you're like, you should go get checked regardless of, you know, of, of when I find out from the results. You well, because go. we had just gone to a baseball game together. We sat with each other at, at a Dodger game and I'm like, Oh crap. I, I'm, I, I'm glad I didn't pass you the cold. No, I know. I know. So I just figured, you know, I'm just going to wait to see what happens with you because yes, yes. I felt fine. And, um, and then, you know, I'll get a test if I had to, but I was nervous all day. I, mean, I was nervous for you, yeah. but I was nervous all day because I had all these plans. Uh, and, you know, I was going to a concert, you know, on Saturday night. And I was like, oh. Who'd you go see? I went to see Van Morrison. Oh, you're kidding me. No. Wow. I love Van Morrison. You know, it's it was so great. It, you know, originally the concert was supposed to be um, Chris Isaac opening for him. Okay. And then I find out that Chris Isaac let it, you know, bailed. And I don't know if he bailed because there was um, there was all this stuff on the internet about Van Morrison saying that he would not play any venue where it was mandated that you had to have a vaccination because ah. you had to show proof that you had your sure, vaccination. Sure, sure. And I thought, oh, okay. So Taj Mahal replaced him. And it was like, I'm not, you know, whatever. But I was so disappointed not to see Chris Isaac as well, because I've oh, yeah. seen him before and he's amazing. So, you know, we get there and um, there's a these two guys sitting in front of us. And after Taj Mahal finished, uh, I, I just mentioned to Tom, could you imagine if Chris Isaac um actually opened for for van morrison he'd still be playing there would have been like two encores and you know it would have been like the most amazing concert and this yeah. guy turns around and says chris isaac isn't playing tonight <laughs> and i said uh no and he thought i was kidding and he said no seriously he says he really isn't and i said no he's not i said taj mahal that was it the actor you just saw van morrison's coming on next chris isaac is not gonna be here so he you broke on- his heart he kept on saying it over and over again. He was like, oh, shit. He said, the hell with that. I'm leaving. And he left. <laughs> and Van Morrison was so amazing because he bet. notoriously is kind of ornery on stage. And, oh, I didn't realize that. And and he he actually has walked off stage after like a song or two. Wow. Yeah. Well, so, now you won't remember this, but 
you know, we started out when we worked in New York at WNEW, which was a classic rock station. And so if you remember, even after we started doing FM talk, even though, you know, when we started doing our regular morning show, there were carts for all these songs all over the place. And we decided on the last morning of the show, we would play a song and dedicate it to the other person. So you would play a song dedicated to me and vice versa. Do you remember what song I dedicated to you? I don't. It was Van Morrison, Tupelo Honey. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it was really, really, so I love that song. And, and of course, Moondance is one of the great albums ever made. Ever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he, he played Moon. he did Moondance. He did kind of a cover of his own song. And he did Gloria, which was phenomenal. Yeah. And, and what was so great, the band was so good. Mm. After his second encore, he walks off stage and then the band continued playing and then everybody did a solo. Oh, wow. And his backup singer, this woman's voice was insane. Yeah, it was really, really fun. Oh, that's great. Well, it's been very tense. It, we're recording this on Friday, October the 8th. And Wednesday night had the Dodgers versus the Cardinals in the one game playoff. And I absolutely live and die with the Dodgers. And I thought I was going to die. And, <laughs> and they found a way to win one of the more dramatic baseball playoff games I've seen in a really long time. And I'll tell you something funny. Chris Taylor hit the game winning home run in the bottom of the ninth. And he's been hitting terribly. Like he's been really bad. And uh, the funny thing is, when uh, he came to the plate, I said to Juan, oh, God, not this guy. He's like one for his last 100. And then he go ahead and goes ahead and yanks that ball for the home run. I'm like, I've never been more wrong. Cody Bellinger, who's been terrible, and Chris Taylor, who's been terrible. Those were the two guys who really won the game for us. And then last night was the Rams in Seattle. And, you know, I live and die with the Rams, and there's so much pressure involved in that. And now we're going to roll into game one of the NLDS. It's like I am completely on edge. Thank God for cannabis, or I would not be able to get through this really intense period. I know, I know. I was saying to you before, as much as I would have loved to see the Mets in the playoffs, there's something about just being a, a bystander and not being like completely obsessed and, and neurotic about it. I was nervous about the giant about the um about the Dodgers though, because yeah. they're kind of like my second team, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I wanted them to win so bad. But I knew when Cody Bellinger stole his second base. Yep. I just said, you know what? He's coming home. I just yeah. know it. I didn't Thank want God. it to go into extra innings. Oh, God. I don't even know what I would do in extra innings. Yeah. And I'm glad that they're not doing the freebie second base in the playoffs. In the playoffs, right. You you play it straight up. You don't put a runner on second base. Even though I like that rule, I, I don't want it to be in the playoffs. I want the playoff games to be straight up legit. Uh, so intense sports period of time. And speaking of sports, we're going to do a little Ted Lasso right now. Our guest is one of the stars of the biggest hit on television at the moment. He landed the role of AC Richmond team captain Isaac McAdoo on the beloved Ted Lasso. And Cola Bocchini joins us right now. Cola, thank you so much for doing this. Oh, thank you for having me, man. It's a pleasure. 
So, you know, I, we want to talk about your backstory, which is fascinating, but uh, let's <laughs> let's start right now with Ted Lasso, which has become like the most beloved show on television. <laughs> Everybody I know is watching and loving. When, when you first got the premise for this idea, uh, you know, a, an American football coach goes to London and coaches a Premier League team. Did What did you think of the premise itself? Uh, when, when you say when I got the first premise, it, it wasn't my idea at all. Oh, no, no, I understand that. When you yeah, heard the premise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, I, when I heard the, the premise of it, I can't even lie to you. Um, I was a bit of a skeptic, you know. I, I, I didn't know much about. It. I, obviously, I'm big on you know football, you know, which you call soccer. Um, I played it my whole life, you know, and I love acting, which is my career. So combining the two was a dream come true to me. So I was jumping at the chance. But you know, when I when I when I heard of like a fish out of water kind of situation, I thought interesting, you know. I don't know how they're going to play it. You know what I'm saying? If they play it well, then it's going to be good. But if they if they go the other way, then we we might get laughed at, which is cool, you know? As long as I get to play soccer and uh, soccer or football, you know, and um um act, I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty sweet, you know what I mean? <laughs> so was that criteria to to get a part in the show that you had to be adept? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. To, we, well, when we when we auditioned, um, we had to show that we can play football on like send a video. So yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so how did you get the part? You said you sent a video. You had to show that you could play soccer or football, as you call yes. it. Um, the yes. audition process. How did all that go down? Oh, big up Fia Park on this. Uh, big up Alyssa. You know who who worked uh, under Fia. Um, um, at the time that um, recorded the, in, uh, the the audition with me, um, first of all, you know, I had a bit of dialogue, and I actually auditioned for Danny Rojas. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, wow! Wow, <laughs> what a difference life. that would be, huh? Uh, uh, this this wasn't footballers' life. Basically, in the beginning. Jamie Tart was Danny Rojas and Jamie Tart didn't exist. Danny Rojas was Jamie Tart, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. So mm -hmm. he was yeah, playing yeah, the yeah. Jamie Tart role. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he was kind of like a egotistical kind of Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, I love myself kind of situation. And um, he wasn't, there was, Cristo made them give him the role because of how good he was, you know, as mm. in, as in, he created Danny Rojas. Footballer's life is Christos. You know, that's him. That's him in real life. If you ever met the guy, he's exactly like his character. Yeah, he seems like the <laughs> happiest, most uh, go happy-go-lucky, yeah. uh, yeah. loving, excited. Spend, spend, yeah, spend uh, enough time with a guy. You say, stop 
smiling. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is February. It is minus two, and I'm cold. Why are you smiling? <laughs> well, well, you know, oh, I love him. I love him. I love him. You know. Well, it's kind of a thematic thing because Ted Lasso. You could say the same thing about Ted Lasso. It's like stop being yeah. so positive. That is pretty much, we wrapped up the first season already, you know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, um, that's, that, that's exactly what happened. But, you know, we got, you got, I love the guys, you know, everyone there, we're all family and we all love each other. And it's, we're all this uh, weird, creative mixture. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you put like loads of Play-Doh together and it's like this weird, colourful ball, but we're yeah. all hugging each other profusely. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. So you, I mean, you grew up a, a soccer or football fan. Um, yes. The show, I don't know. I, you know, I'm, we were just talking actually football, baseball, basketball, you know, here in the States, those are the okay. sports I, yeah, I understand yeah, yeah. and I know. So I don't know virtually anything about uh, soccer. Okay. Did the, how much dumbed down have they made the soccer to make it easy for people to understand who don't follow the game? Um, they don't get into the technical aspects of it. They don't, you know, it's it's more of a, you're learning with Ted. Yes. So mm. it makes it easier. If you're learning with the main character, you're like, okay, whatever he learns, I learn. So you're kind of going with the steps of him, you know, and then before you know it, you'll be like, wait, that's offside. <laughs> you know, and, and you'll be like, you'll be like, how did I know that? <laughs> you know? so so um, um that's the way the show kind of like gradually you know eases you into it you know and it's not going to be like you know all the rules and this is this is you should know the, all the rules so we're just going to do what we want no you it's it's about you know you know we're all in this together yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Like, you know, soccer is, is, is not one of the sports that I follow religiously, but the one thing that, that I find so crazy about it, it's the only sport with a clock where you still don't know how much time is left. <laughs> it doesn't count down because <laughs> of the extra time. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't count down. It counts up. You know what I mean? So <laughs> basically, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, the extra time, like, it, it, it's up to the referee is God. So he decides everything, you know, even even if they, they got the new VAR, which is virtual, whatever, yeah. And even if he decides, no, nah, you know, they can only suggest. He's always like, he is the God on the field. He's the boss. So he's like, hmm. Yeah, you, you've, you, you haven't been too nice to me. Uh, you, you're, you're losing, yeah? All right. I'm going to add some more minutes on the game. Or less, you know, we're going to be like, Nah, I don't want any extra time. (laughs) They can do what they like, you know what I'm saying? Because they're the experts. Yeah, I wonder if like if he has somewhere that he has to be, he just decides, you know what? I'm cutting this short. (laughs) Can you imagine? Like one of the actual current Premier League referees, uh, Mike Dean, is in the show. Oh really? Oh wow. The the referee in the, uh, the the final. No, no, the semi-final. Sorry, 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 sorry. I should should have known that. Uh, the semi-final at, at Wembley. Um, he is actually a Premier League referee. Oh wow, wow. His name is Mike Dean. He's actually a Premier League referee. He actually he he he, he um refereed uh, one one of the big games on the last week this weekend. Oh wow, oh that's great. So so there's been a lot of talk comparing 
Jason Sudeikis to Ted Lasso and people, there've been stories about how much Jason is like Ted Lasso, this sort of really good hearted, uh, positive guy. Is that, is that pretty much dead on from, from you working with Jason? Yes. Um, Jason, uh, first and foremost, Jason's a human being. Yeah. And yeah. Ted is from uh, another planet somewhere. <laughs> um, um, Jason is, Loving, caring, positive, and also will not bat an eyelid to put you in your place if you do something wrong. Mm. So he he's very good at captaining the ship, you know, and he's also someone that you can learn a lot of things off, you know, just watching him, you know, the way he works. It's like watching a master craftsman just, you know, sculpting or, or something like that. You know, the way he thinks, you, know, you, you can you can almost see his thoughts, like the way he's the 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 he's turning, you know, his his you know, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but the wheels are the wheels are always turning. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um and it's just re- I've learned so much um being around him. Um, about my craft, you know, and, you know, what I should bring to my, 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 my career, you know, so J- Jason's fantastic. How, how much time did you spend with the other players um, before shooting? You know, sometimes, you know, you, you go out and you, you know, you go to a bar or you go to a restaurant <laughs> and you, you kind of get to know each other, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, and, and kind of develop a relationship outside of, you know, shooting. What, what was that like? I mean, I've, I've been acting for a while and um, I've never had a, sh- a, a, a show that I've been on where I'm genuinely friends genuinely friends with everyone you know and we are all friends we all go out for drinks we all go places together you know where we we all genuinely enjoy each other's company you know and that's very very rare you should hold on to that you know and we all know that but at the same time we're all growing and we're all you know it's just a lot of love if 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 i'd have to explain it in 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 a short sentence. Yeah. So you've got this great episode where the, the haircut <laughs> episode. What is the big deal? Oh. Oh. Bro, I, I, no, no. My guy, Isaac's an artist with those clippers. But he only gives you one haircut per season. So you try and save that for a very special occasion. I'm not using mine until I marry. Or I get circumcised. Oh. Bro, I can't believe you're wasting your Isaac cut on a blind date. Yeah, man. What if you and his babes only got textual chemistry? Guys, I believe <laughs> this could be something very special. Aww. So do we all just stand here? I'm curious if like, there's a lot of choreography in that thing, right? I mean, like you're, you're flying around and you're sort of, you know, taking, no, not really. 
choreography uh no that was uh that was uh no that was just something we did in the room um uh, something that you know when you feel it you know you know i feel it in my fingers basically <laughs> yeah. but, um, <laughs> just i just felt that it was stage it was a stage and you know i love to perform and i don't say a word so I thought it's more of a physical, physical acting, you know. Needs so to... you freestyled that whole thing. You just, you, you went into yes. the studio yes. and you just, you just yes. freestyled it. Yeah. There was no choreography there. There was no choreographer there. Did you ever actually cut his hair? Did, were there, were there moments where you actually <laughs> did cut his hair? Um, no comment. No comment. <laughs> oh no! Did you actually cut him? <laughs> At one point, I thought I did. <laughs> You've got another great episode where uh, uh, you go out to um, an inner city pitch and you sort yeah. of rediscover your love for the game. Have uh, you love soccer? You love football. Was there ever a moment in your life where you sort of drifted away from the game, or you had to rediscover your love for the game? Yes, um, the same with acting. There was there was a moment in my life where I, you know, I, was, I wasn't in the best, you know, mental, mentally, you know, mental health wise, um, where. I didn't really want to go out and I didn't really want to do anything. And, you know, big it up to uh, Rachel Delahaye, who's a writer here in London, um, that kind of dragged me down to uh, one theatre in Peckham and maybe audition for the play that she was uh, writing. And she, uh, which... But uh, eventually got shown at the Royal Court Theatre in Sloan Square in London here, mm. which kind of kick-started my career, you know. And I got back into football. Uh, I, I got I got, I got, got an agent and then I kind of kicked on from there. So I had the moments where I had self-doubt and, and you know, kind of didn't want to be who I am, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, and yeah. and everybody has their moments, and you shouldn't you shouldn't let that deter you because that's only just one chapter. Hmm. You know. So um, I'm curious why, because so we love Ted Lasso. When I say we, I mean <laughs> Americans uh, are going crazy <laughs> for the show. And, you yeah. know, part of it is that it's. We're used to comedy that is sort of cynical and jaded and sarcastic and not good-hearted the way Ted Lasso. So that's why we're we're cousins, right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but do you get what I'm saying? I mean, there's like a good-heartedness to Ted Lasso, which is, I think, the reason why. Why do you think it struck such a chord? Um, good-heartedness would would be translated to the humanity, right? Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The human, the human touch in it, you know, the the relatability, you know, the everyday, you know, my parents, my cousins, my sisters, you know, that watch the show and they're like, "Oh, that happened to me." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And then and then they go from that happened to me to, wait, that is me. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know people have them stories in like you know we deal with taboo subjects you know like can men go to therapy or can women go to therapy and it's like on a normal day we usually travel for therapy right right mm-hmm. you know we vent we need we, we, we vent to certain people and that is a form of therapy right yeah so so you know to 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 cap it off it just shines a light on things that we do every day and we need to normalize simple as yeah you know it it you see how ted lasso the character has kind of turned people people's impressions around and, and how, you know, people who actually didn't really like him, you know, in the beginning and thought he was kind of a buffoon, um, you know, I've really, really embraced him. Do you, do you feel that that has um, seeped into um, the actor's personal life from their experience of being on the show? The way it's made me think that we all have barriers that we put up every day in life. You know, we have, defense mechanisms we have guards you know to to shield us from being hurt you know so in a way ted's friendly goofiness was a shield to 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 uh, protect him from his trauma so we do and all of us do that you know any of us we we've all been through hard times or trauma in some way and he teaches us that it's okay to get to ask for help or it's okay to lean on somebody else and be like, can I talk? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 that's what I kind of got from it. I don't, I don't know. Somebody might have uh, another opinion, but. Well, you know, it's funny because right now there's a, there's a big move here in the States that, uh, guys have been, you know, Simone Biles, I'm not sure, you know, yes, she, she was yes. at the Olympics and there's, yes. there's a big sort of movement that, um, it's okay to not be okay. That's the thing. And that's what you got to give it up to the writers because they must have some sort of foresight or something like that, because they wrote the series before the Simone Biles came out, before she came out and said, it's okay not to be okay. And the therapy with the athletes, you know, with uh, with uh, Mo, who plays uh, Zorro, and and Colin, Billy Harris, and um, with the with with Danny Rojas, and um, um, and that's why uh, Sarah, who Sarah Niles, who's fantastic as the therapist, you know, mm. she 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 comes in, and you know, athletes go through this thing where it's like they lose the ability to play the sport that they're professional as hmm. all because of mental health. Yep. You know, they can't even kick a ball or swing a racket or hit a bat or whatever, you know, dunk a basket. They all go through it and it's literally a real thing. And you can see by the, the, the real life yeah. things that are happening. Yeah. So were you born in... Nigeria, or were you born in in uh, the UK? Um, my mom is uh, Irish. Yeah, uh, she's uh, Kerry Trilly. Um My dad is from Lagos, Nigeria. I was born in Peckham. Oh, you were born now. there? 
Yeah. Was, this is this is my uh, family house that I'm at right now. Um, oh, I'm God. from South London, Peckham, born and bred South East London. And um, yeah, um, yeah, that's my backstory. I've got five sisters and one brother. Um, one of my sisters is a DJ and a radio host for Capital Extra, Yink Bikini. Um, nice. That's doing so well. She's doing so well. She's also a documentarian, by the way. Um, she's actually going over stateside today to film a documentary about um, the underworld of prostitution. Oh, wow. Wow. That's heavy. That's heavy. Yeah, it's heavy stuff. It's not, uh, it's not stuff that... Do uh, you find on Ted Lasso? <laughs> no, 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 no. This is real life stuff. This is real, some real stuff here. But um, yeah, my backstory... Um, yeah, um, I played football for a bit, you know, and then um, kind of got, kind of fell into acting, you know, and uh, see, how, see how it went, you know, <laughs> just to see how it goes. And uh, it's going pretty well at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You kind of nailed it at this moment. <laughs> Is Ted Lasso the big break of your career? Well, yeah, yeah. I was, I was also in a top way. Um, that's a, a, a TV show uh, which has um, got a wide appeal. It's on Netflix and Black Mirror. I was also in Black yeah, Mirror. Yeah, Black Mirror, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, I've been in a bunch of uh, Netflix stuff, but when it comes to like something that I, um, that I, uh, I personally enjoyed, um, Ted Lasso's family. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, Ted Lasso's family and family comes first. <laughs> so, so what did you grow up watching? Did you watch American TV when you were growing up? No, uh, no, 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 not necessarily. You know, um, if it wasn't The Simpsons, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, there's soap, there's soaps over here. Do you know what a soap is? Soap is like uh, EastEnders, uh, Coronation Street, Emmerdale. They're they're like, you know, you know your your half an hour uh, shows that come on every single day on your TV channels. Yeah, um, like sit, yeah. like sitcoms. Sitcom, yes, there you go. So I should have known that. Um, um, but it's called a soap in England, and wow. it um comes on every day. And it's like, yes, it's like that you're living their daily lives, if you know what I mean. And yeah. um, I, I, I always wanted to be on, on one of them. Um, and then I kind of like always had that the, the bug, you know, that the, the got bit by the acting bug from a, from an early age. You know, me and my brother and my sister, we used to like reenact plays for huh. my parents in our in our living room, you know. <laughs> Just kid stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. Were your parents excited that you wanted to be an actor or what was their reaction? Oh <laughs> You see, if you ever met a Nigerian dad, he was like, actor? <laughs> uh, you, no, 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 no. You are a doctor. <laughs> no, lawyer, doctor. Yeah. <laughs> and to this day, my dad's like, when are you going to get a real job? <laughs> yeah. You need, to, you need to play a part where you play a doctor. He'd, yeah, he'd yeah, probably yeah, appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> my son is a doctor. <laughs> so we've been asking this question of all of our guests and I, I think the answers come up really fascinating. What, what have you learned about yourself during the pandemic? I've learned that I have patience. Hmm. Yes. I learned I'm a bit wacky. I'm a bit eccentric. 
and I'm a bit wild, but that's okay. You know, it's okay to be, you know, crazy. You know, everybody's crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy is okay. You know, I dyed my hair blue and then pink. And, you know, because there was no barbers, I was like, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do what I want. I'm gonna live my fantasies, you know, because I can't do it while I'm acting. So I might as well do it now. So my hair was ultra violet and all these things, and I used to just like, you know, just really exploring, exploring my artistic side and hanging out with my family. Got to know them uh, like a lot. You know, we argued a lot, we cried a lot, we were happy a lot, but. In the end, like we came, I came out of the pan- pandemic. Actually, right, stronger. right. Stronger. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Listen, all of the episodes of season two for Ted Lasso are now officially streaming on Apple Plus. And yes, there will be a season three, which is great news to uh, every Ted Lasso fan. Hey, uh, Cola, thanks a lot for doing this, man. We appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Anytime. Thank you so much. It's so cool that. Somebody from Ted Lasso is that cool. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's not a letdown. That guy is the kind of guy who would be on Ted Lasso. Well, I kind of get the feeling that everybody who's in Ted Lasso is probably really cool and fun. Just based on what he was saying, how close everybody is. Yeah. They hang yeah. out with each other all the time. You know, it's it's kind of the same thing, like, you know, like writing jobs that I've had over the years. Who you are as a person is more important than who you are as a writer in, ah. in, in a lot of respects because you're spending so much time. You could be spending 12, 13 hours a day with these people in, in, a, you know, in a small room. Yeah. And you all have to, you know, there's got to be like a universal vibe there. That's so there's like a positive. family, almost family sort of chemistry that exists on a, in a good writer's room. Yeah, and if you have someone who's kind of a jerk in the room, yeah, you know, someone who like says, eh, "I don't like that," but doesn't have like a fix for it, that's yeah. like a that's like a, a like like the worst thing you can do in a writer's room. Yeah, you know, because then someone will say, "Okay, then 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 what's your pitch?" And it's like, I don't know, I just know I don't like it. It's yeah, like, no, that doesn't work. Well, now going behind the curtains here, knowing that everybody that. They're friends, and he used the word family to describe him and how he, he loves working with these guys. It sort of affirms why the show is cool, right? I mean, that's what we see on the screen. And now to know that that's the way it is in real life, uh, that there's, there's not a competitive cutthroat environment or any of that stuff, that it is like Ted Lasso when they're making the show, which is really cool. Oh, yeah, because so many times I remember seeing this movie years ago. It was called Lovers and Other Strangers, um, and it was a really, really funny, great, great movie. And the the two leads were a couple who were about to get married, and their chemistry was amazing. And then I read that they hated each other yeah. the entire time they were filming the, the movie. Sure. And I thought, oh, my God. Yeah. How horrible. Well, you know that story about uh – God, uh, Juliana Margulies, and I'm trying to think of the actress um, who was the investigator on The Good Wife. Um, oh, that was she. She was in an Indian British. Yes, yes, yes. In, British uh, Indian, mm-hmm. um, and they hated each other so much that they had to do their last scene together on green screen to make it seem like they were together, even though they weren't together doing the scene. 
Oh, wow. So it can get, there, there can be situations where there's no chemistry at all and there's actually real animosity going on. That's definitely not the case with Ted Lasso. So, uh, yeah, that was cool. So, uh, you know what, uh, who makes this show possible every time we do it, Sue? Our good friend, Jacob. Jacob from Ronnie. And, you know, I, I've told this story. I think I've told you the story that I got into an accident in downtown LA like two years ago before the pandemic. And, I, of course, got the number in my head, 844-24-JACOB. So I called Jacob from the scene of the accident. And the great thing was I never had to talk to an insurance company. Thank God I didn't need a doctor because he would have gotten me in to see a doctor within 24 hours. They handled all the paperwork. He's got a team of people uh, that, that he works with, and he's been doing this for 24 years. And you see him all over the place. You see him on TV. You see the billboards everywhere. Uh, you hear him on 710 ESPN when I'm doing the commercials on the radio. Um, it's because he's the biggest and the best. And ultimately, he will get you the maximum compensation uh, for your injury or for your accident. So remember, if you need a pro, if you need the guy, if you need my attorney, 844-24-JACOB. That's 844-24-JACOB. 844-24-JACOB. Or remember the catchy jingle, accident or injury. Call Jacob and Ronnie. Call Jacob. Jacob. Pretty good. I like that. That was quite a dismount. That really was. That stuck the landing. Stuck the landing. (laughs) Hey, I wanted to do a quick uh, shout out. Um, We have an engineer that works on the show every single week. His name is Milos. Jelenkovich. Uh, he does a fantastic job for us. So every one of these shows uh, gets mixed and he's the sound engineer and he's the producer and he does a great job. So Milos, thank you. Every single show, we absolutely do appreciate you. Uh, so there you have it. There's yeah. your Culture Pop podcast. Got to do a little Ted Lasso, which is fun. Yeah, yeah. That was, uh, that. He, he was great. Yeah. Don't forget to subscribe. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, hit the subscribe button. You can rate the show. We appreciate that with a good rating. And you can write a review, which we appreciate too. Uh, Sue, great seeing you. Great seeing you. And uh, go Dodgers. Go Dodgers. Exactly. Go Dodgers against the Giants. Yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing for the weekend is rooting Dodgers. All right. uh, Thanks very much for listening to the Culture Pop Podcast, and we will see you next time.